At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The premier was just on Twitter saying, the World Petroleum Congress has concluded, and it was a smashing success. Alberta was honored to host delegates from around the world, and we will continue to provide ethical energy to the world responsible. Responsibly, responsibly, sorry. Um, joining us now to talk about the World Petroleum Congress, we have uh, Denny Penshade, who is the president and CEO of the World Petroleum Congress. Denny, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, Premier says it's wrapped up and it was a smashing success. Would you concur? Would you agree a smashing success? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we're actually just finishing up here. Um, Sorry if there's some background noise. Um, we have our closing ceremony at 2.30 today. But yes, absolutely, by every metric that we set, we've uh, achieved or exceeded them in terms of attendance, in terms of uh, uh, delegate experience and um, sponsor um reward so we're very happy with how it's all turned out um in terms of the conversations that took place there you know you've got four thousand delegates from all around the world you've got government officials industry officials everybody on hand the title of the uh the congress this year was energy transition the path to net zero so everybody's on board right everybody all the delegates i mean have accepted that the energy transition is at least begun right Absolutely. There, you know, there was virtually no debate around whether it's begun or not. It's just about what's a realistic path. How do we get to where we all want to get to in a responsible um, approach? Yeah, Denny, that's what it is. And I think that's where you, you can actually have conversations. It's, it's not whether or not it's happening. It's the timeline. And we know that not everybody is in agreement there. You know, in, in speaking with delegates and, and you know, attending some of the, the sessions that were held, did did a consensus emerge? Like, what are you thinking the people that were at the World Petroleum Congress are seeing for a timeline here? I think that there's still a general consensus that 2050 is achievable, but that's going to depend on a lot of things. It's going to depend on support of government policy and regulation, of, um, of available financing, um, technology developments. Um, so it, it's still achievable, but I think what the, the consensus is here that it's not going to happen quickly. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to take some time, and there's going to be some bumps along the road, and we're going to need collaboration from um, you know industry, government, and uh, the public to make this happen. Um, one of the other timelines I wanted to ask you about, and I know it was uh, right in the middle of the Congress. This was sort of dropped by the International Energy Agency, and that's the peak oil uh, timeline and when that might be. And they came out with, uh, just last week, I think it was, uh, 2030 will we'll reach peak oil. I know not everybody's on the same page there. What was the conversation around peak oil at the WPC? Yeah, I think there was pretty broad consensus that uh, that's not an accurate um, estimate or assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's lots of facts and figures down here on the on the floor and in the in the panel sessions that would uh, counter the position taken by the AEA. And 
I would say that uh, that that forecast is is largely been discounted here. What's the? I mean, when you're again, when you're speaking with delegates to WPC, what are they thinking? What what are they sort of targeting as uh, peak oil demand? You know. I, I would say that peak oil demand doesn't even really enter into the conversation. I mean, it's always something that, that you know, is in the back of people's minds and that they're considering when they're making their investments. But yeah. when, when you take a look at some of the other facts that are on the table, that the world population is increasing, demand is increasing. Um, you look at energy, energy poverty, energy security. You know, we just had a panel this morning from uh, leaders in, in the African energy sector. I mean, they've got a long way to go. There's a huge demand growing in Africa, which is a you know a huge continent with a, a very um, growing population. There's just you know a real sense that oil and gas is going to be around for a long, long time. And it's not about oil and gas; it's about emissions. And there's a lot of confidence here amongst energy leaders and some government leaders that tackle properly with technology, with financing, with collaboration, uh, with education, that we can address those emissions. And oil and gas will be around for many decades to come. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you about a couple of, like, you know, the transition was, of course, the title. But there's other things, of course, going on. And there always is. And, and they're, they're not new uh, when we talk about oil and gas and energy overall. Um, and I think a couple of things that are, are causing some concern for people, and they have before, like I say, they're not new. But I'm wondering how much conversation there was around, um, first of all, the price of oil and what we're seeing. I think it's $91 a barrel. There's uh, expectations that it might hit $100. Uh, we know what's going on with with OPEC and limits on production and things like that driving up the price, and then we've got the the, the war in Ukraine. Um, how much talk is there about where they want to be in terms of the sweet spot, and are, are we overcharging? Is it? I mean, what about the price of oil? What's the expectation there? You know, um, I would say that uh, that was a topic of conversation in a number of sessions, uh, but nobody wants to go out on a list and predict where the price is going. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of drivers around the the price today, um, and uh, that's you know it's obviously a concern. Energy affordability is is a concern, but. Um, uh, there was really nobody going on a limb and saying this is where the price of oil is going to go. How much talk? I mean, when we talk about the energy transition, of course, we're talking about, like you said, it's emissions. Um, you know, that's not the, it's not oil and gas isn't the problem. Uh, emissions, according to delegates to this conference, where does climate change conversation fit into it? Because that's the other pressure. Price of oil is one, the cost uh, that we're paying right now. And the other one, I mean, we're coming off a pretty wild weather summer, right? I mean, we saw all kinds of things. How much conversation is there around climate change? Yeah, I think there's a lot. Um, you know, it's it's part of almost every discussion. But again, it's it's hopefully a realistic uh, assessment of the contribution of the energy sector. Mm-hmm. The energy sector sometimes can be an easy target, and certainly it is a an emitter. And um, what I would say is, in the sessions I was in, I heard all of the major companies commit to a lower net future or net zero future. But you know, we've got other industries uh, that are also contributing whether it's uh, steel and manufacturing or the cement agriculture so it, this is a this is a you know a complicated issue and it requires 
you know, thoughtful solutions. Um, the, the one thing, whenever we talk about it on the air here, and uh, and I think it's something that industry understands um, more so than governments might or, um, you know, um, activist groups or however you want to call it, environmentalists. And, and I'm not being pejorative. I'm just saying, you know, the, those might be seen as the two sides of the spectrum here. And that's the fact that there's a reality that exists beyond the aspiration. We may say this is what we want to do and this is where we want to go, but take a look in the UK this week where they've said, you know what? We're going to have to revise our timelines. It's just the, the, the gasoline and diesel-powered vehicles, yeah, they're, they're going to be around longer than we thought they would because that's what the reality dictates. Uh, do you think industry has a better handle on that than anybody else? I mean, they have to. They depend on it more than anybody else. But um, do they sort of say, yeah, I mean, people are talking, but the reality will determine what happens here more than anything else? Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better. I think that's absolutely bang on. I mean, everybody's down here at this session from around the world in the industry is committed to a net zero future, but it's about realistic uh, expectations and what can be done uh, in a in a planned and thoughtful way. And it is going to take time, and there are issues, like, as I said, financing the, the, um, the transition. That's not a simple issue. Uh, the world can't look to energy companies to finance the transition. Uh, and it's going to, you know, the transition is going to increase the cost of energy to consumers. So we need to figure out a way to minimize that as much as we can. Uh, because, it, as you said, uh, people are already paying too much for their mm-hmm. their energy. So it's, 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 it's very complicated. Uh, as you said, the people in the industry um, are knowledgeable about it. And I've been doing this for over 20 years, and I've still got a lot to learn. And, I, you know, and it's just the reality that I think the general public has a lot to learn. And I think the public is getting more informed as we, you know, every day. Yeah, and I think there's a long way to go. Uh, Denny, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, to cover the event. It's uh, it's an important one for Alberta, for Canada, and the world. And so thank you. It's one of the biggest. Thank you so much, Denny. Appreciate your time. Take care. Bye now. Uh, that is uh, Denny Panchade, who is president and CEO of the 24th World Petroleum Congress, wrapping up today in Calgary. Um, it, it's the premier event. They, they they call it the Olympics of the energy industry, um, and it takes place uh, every year. Calgary hosting this year 4,000 people from around the world, and you've got delegates that come from industry. You've got uh, delegates that come from different government officials. I mean, it's it's a pretty broad spectrum, and I think some of the criticism, and, and this is this... <laughs> I'm not even going to say it's two ends of the spectrum, but you heard the way that um, Denny said the announcement from the International Energy Agency that peak oil, that like the point where oil is being in is in demand more than it ever will be, is now within sight. 2030 was where they said. There's other estimates I've seen of 2039. There's 2050. There's all kinds of where we get to the point where oil is in demand as much as it's ever going to be in demand, and then it's going to start to taper off and dwindle and demand. And will drop from there. Um, 2030, just last week, the IEA, IEA came out with their forecast. And as you heard from Denny, a lot of industry and a lot of government officials down there sort of said, yeah, no, we don't buy it, right? So um, it, that immediately leads to a situation where you've got people saying, okay, the, the energy industry's got their head in their sand. This is what this international agency is reporting. Um, um, energy industry analysts are saying on the other side of things, uh, this is a ridiculous estimate. So the reality ultimately doesn't care about any of this. And and that that's what I was trying to get Danny to talk to us about, the fact that 
we've got a situation where none of that matters. And, and the reality ultimately will dictate how fast this goes. 